The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Love Hi guys and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, a weekly show about all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Macca19, and joining me back on the podcast, as always, as co-host, Fishing Rick. How are you, buddy? Oh, Macca, I've got the magic in me. Do you? I don't want to sing the song, but you know the song I'm talking about? Oh, barely. The magic yeah. in me. I saw the small warrior is now in a club ambassador. He is, absolutely. What is going on there? The legend. Good on him. Good on hey? him. Hey, diehard Port fan. What an honour. Good on you, Taz. Yeah, he'd be over the moon. Absolutely. Uh, it's great news. It is, absolutely. And back on the podcast again, we've got Harold Oliver. Thanks for the invite, guys. How are you? Our pleasure. Yeah, very good. Very good. You see, Harold, how he tried to cut me off from queuing in my Lord Macca bit that I like to throw in there? I thought I did it well. <laughs> I, I wish he told, told you he knew the song so you didn't have to sing it. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, let's get straight into it. Before we go into the preview, let's uh, have a quick chat about uh, the main thing that's going to happen this week, which is Travis Boak's 150th game, our, uh, our fantastic captain and leader. Um, obviously he was pick five in the 2006 draft. He, he burst onto the scene halfway through, uh, 2007 and hasn't really looked back. Um, and as I said on the forum this week, you know, I always thought he was a good player, but as soon as he took on the captaincy, he's become an absolute champion for the Port Adelaide footy club. Have to agree with that. It's, it's been just a privilege watching his development too, from that, you know, really fresh faced young kid to who he is now. He's certainly a true gentleman as well as being a you know fantastic player and captain. Yep. Skillful, talented, loyal. Very loyal. That mm-hmm. They would be uh, the three things that I, I think of with Travis. And you're right, guys. He's really stepped it up a level since he's taken on the captaincy. And, uh, yeah, I guess there was a bit of a uh, – the jury was out in 2012 when, I guess, now with hindsight, that foot injury was really uh, – hampering him with his uh, disposal and, and stuff. But he's, uh, he's once he's recovered from that, he's become uh, an almighty deliverer of the ball and uh, a beautiful player to watch. And he can kick a clutch goal. He's proven that over his captaincy too. Oh, certainly has. Shots. I don't think um, we've had a captain since Timmy G um, that's been able to sort of, you know, put a club on his back and say, come with me, boys. Uh, maybe Matty Primus, but I reckon mm-hmm. Travis beats him. I reckon he's our best AFL captain. Jeez. What about Treaders? Well, Treaders only captain throughout his uh, his sort of knee injuries, really, um, unless you count 2004. I would. He was captain. Yeah, well, I guess so, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best individual season I've seen as, as a captain, I, I would say, with, with Treaders and maybe sort of Timmy G, 2000, uh, sorry, 1994 and Russell Johnson, 1990. Um, them and Trav last year, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Let's see where he finishes with his, when his career is over and I reckon we'll get a good placing of uh, where he is on the captain list. Yep. It's been a good start the last two years, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, 
look, the game we're going to be talking about is Port versus the Gold Coast at uh, Metricon Stadium on uh, Saturday afternoon. We've got a 3-1 win-loss record against the Suns. Um, the last time we met away, uh, we won pretty comfortably last year by seven goals early in the season. Um, what are we expecting from this game, boys? Rain. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. who, are the, who are the ins and outs? Well, look, we've got one uh, change. Mitchell is omitted, um, which will make a few people happy, I guess. Um, and Matty White comes back in. Um, Aaron Young misses out. He's uh, going to be playing in the SANFL. He's one of the emergencies as well. Uh, but it's great to see Whitey back in the side. I think we really, really need his run and carry this week. He's an upgrade on Mitchell, isn't he? He is, yeah. Similar sort of player, but a big upgrade. Yep. And what about the Gold Coast changes? Uh, they've got a few changes. Um, Stephen May is out with a hamstring. That's probably the big one for them. He's their leading rebound 50 player, and you would have thought would have gone to Schultz. Um, and they've also dropped Matt Shaw and Aaron Hall as well. Seb Tapes in, uh, the South Australian, for his first game for the season. Uh, Charlie Dixon's back in. Um, that's a big inclusion for them, and also Timmy yeah. Sumner to play out forward as well. I thought Dixon was injured, but obviously not. No, he's back in the side. That's a, that's a big bonus for them. So did Trent McKenzie pass his concussion, uh, concussion test? Well, he's named in the side. I guess they'll they'll wait and see. Yep. It'll but be mate, int- interesting to see what they do um, with Sam Day, whether he does play up forward, as he has been, or whether he does go back with May out of the side. Because uh, I guess um, Thompson will probably play on Schultz, you'll think, but um, they need a match-up for Westhoff. So that would be McKenzie mm. or... Or day, yep. They would be yep. an interesting matchup. Sandy's supposed to be so athletic, but is he uh, as mobile as Westhoff? He's not, but you would think if Day does start back, he would end up going on Schultz and Thompson would play on Westhoff. Mm. I guess it's the advantage of having that versatile type play that it can that can go forward or back, I guess, though. So. Yeah. That's but, right. Um, and I agree with Harold. I mean, I think White's probably a little bit of an upgrade on Mitchell and... But I think even Mitchell probably knew that he was in trouble to hold his spot when uh, Matt White was ready to come back in. Who do you guys think is going to be the sub? Who's on the bench? Uh, who is on the bench? You can't really go by that, but it's Cam O'Shea, Kane Corns, Matt White and Andrew Moore. Um, I think they might start with Monfries as the sub this week. Oh, that's... Monfries. Yep. Well, I'd like inside that. Inside that's going to be my uh, my surprise pick, is Monfries' sub. I think he'd actually work pretty well as a sub because he's got the fitness, he can run pretty hard, he can kick a goal, play through the middle, um, and it might be a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, I like that call. I similar to, a, to Brody yeah. in round one. I do. It sounds like almost an inside male call, that one. <laughs> Certainly not inside so... male. Um, I think the logical... Either. I think probably the logical selection would be need. Um, but I'd probably prefer it to be Gus, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, looking at the players' names on the bench there, you'd think Moore would probably be the, the easy choice. I hope not. I'd like to see Andrew get another full game. He, as we've spoken about at ad nauseum, we really need to see him stand up to the plate and deliver now at AFL level, and I don't think uh, being a sub is probably going to do that. No. And I think he, he could go straight into the midfield when he comes on as well, whereas um, I think Needy is more that forward 
lead ups player. Yeah. Rather than mm-hmm. Gus can do both. Yeah. I like the Gus call. Yeah, did I? We're all agreed. Okay, Gus is a sub. Done. Lock it in. Want to text that through to Ken for us? I've been doing it all week, so he might take notice. (laughs) Assistant Macca. (laughs) He has been underperforming, hasn't he? Oh, look, yeah. I mean, as we saw in the changes thread this week, a lot of people thought he should have been dropped. Um, He's probably pretty lucky to, to keep his place in the side, but... You never know. You know, this might be the the game where it all clicks for Gus again, and you know he might kick three or four goals, and you know he gets that confidence back in, into his game. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, you know, sitting on the bench, itching to come on. I think that's a good idea too. Yeah, it's going to be quite an interesting game. I think. Um, you know, we've gone from basically being the two most interesting and exciting sides in the competition uh, to both sort of falling to pieces over the last couple of months. Um, Gold Coast are three three seven in the last ten games with four and six. Um, you know, Gold Coast are still playing for their finals. Um, you know, they're not out of it. They need to keep winning, um, and we need to keep winning to to make top four. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, they've got some good players, no doubt about it. Good lineup from what yeah. I can see, really. Well, Harvey Bennell's going to have to be one to watch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he tore us apart last year with uh, with around about 30 touches and three goals at, at uh, Footy Park. Um, their mid- midfield is very, very good. Um, they're probably lacking um, a, a better ruckman. Uh, they've got Gorringe um, in at the moment. Both their key ruckmen are, are out injured. Um, but their midfield is fantastic. You know, Jaeger O'Meara, Dion Prestia, um, Kolodjasny, uh, Stanley, Harbrow. I mean, they're just... It's a fantastic midfield. Um, probably the best young midfield in the league, in my opinion. So why aren't they firing on all cylinders at the moment, then? I think they might be pretty tired. Um, yeah. And they're not used to being without Ablett. Um, you know, they, they have kind of struggled without him in the side. Um, and they still are a very, very young team. Yeah, no well, doubt. It sounds like all uh, familiar uh, reasons for for our fantastic side, too, really, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. And they have had yeah. quite a few injuries to their key players. I mean, Matera, Thompson, um, Dixon, Smith, Nichols, Lonigan, Martin. I mean, they've all missed games, quite a few games. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're both pretty similar yeah. in that regard as well. Yeah, and I think our, I think our supporters, because um, of our fantastic start during the year, um, you know, our expectations have got a bit, little bit bloated in where we were expecting our club to, to go and I guess I've uh, I sort of got sucked into that as well, uh, but I guess I'm a little bit more um, objective and and can sort of read between the lines, I guess. But I can also understand the supporters that are, are disappointed with the drop. But you know, I'm hoping from what we saw against Sydney, um, there was a lot of positives to come out of that game, and I'm really expecting that to flow onto this game. So even though Macca, you pointed out that they've got a a very strong midfield, I'd be hoping that our uh, our midfield should be able to uh, return fire and actually get on top for this game, especially with Lobie in the ruck. He should be able to get on top there too. Yep. I think we've got more star power in the midfield and that's where we will hopefully get it done. And as you say, Lobie in the ruck against Gorringe, you would hope that he would dominate um, that matchup. Could Gorringe be maybe a, a trial run for 2015 with Port Adelaide? Well, he might be, yeah. I think he's got another year on his contract left, so we would have to trade for him. Um, but you never know. Yeah. He's certainly been a, a popular option on the forum, I think. He certainly chose to stay with them 
the last uh, time his contract ran out, didn't he? He did, yeah. So it's a good thing that if Pittard isn't the sub, I'd say. I think he's a very underwhelming sub, Jasper. No, it backfired on us last week. <clears throat> yeah, it did a bit. Yeah, because, did. look, McGlynn and um, Cunningham tore us to pieces, really. Um, and yeah. we did need, with Impey out of the side, as we said in the review podcast, you know, we really did need Pittard out there uh, for the whole game. I don't really think a... Um, a back flanker like that is the correct option for a sub. You really want someone that's going to, going to play sort of full-time midfield when they come yeah. on. And that's what Broadbent was when he was the sub. Wasn't he? he was a former midfielder Yeah, who plays yeah. half-back but comes on and can play like a midfielder. So That's right, yeah. Jasper's not there. So he's a great go... creative half-back flanker, but I don't think he's a sub. No. So the big discussion point for the last month and and even most recently has been our our forward line. What are we uh, What are we looking for this week from our from our forward um, structure? I guess in play, not just uh, delivery into the the box, but uh, overall, I guess because we've got a defensive structure now from the whole grounds perspective and a forward structure. So, what are we as supporters? What are we looking for this week? What I've got my fingers crossed for is midfield dominance. I think if we dominate the midfield, we can have a proper forward structure. We can leave some players um, deeper in the forward 50. Um, We can have the flankers play on the actual flank. Um, As I said in my review and on a couple of the other threads, you know, the the issue is that when we actually um, start losing the midfield, which we have done consistently over the last couple of months, we we are forced to play extra numbers around that bowl to win that stoppage. and therefore everyone has to push up the ground. I don't think we're doing that by design. I think we're doing that through necessity. Um, so if we can actually dominate the midfield this week, I think we will see a more traditional forward structure. Um, we'll see some players actually leading towards the ball instead of always having to, mm-hmm. to run with the flight. Um, and I think we'll be a, a much better off for it. I think, yeah, we need to win those centre clearances, don't we? Just win a, yep. a fair share of those. And so, you know, we've got the ball directly going straight into our forward lines. That's right. And that's probably the, the part where Lobie and our midfield really struggle the most is that when it's four on four in the centre square after a, stop, after a goal or, or a quarter time break, um, that's when they seem to struggle. You know, we've, we've lost convincingly the centre clearances over the last um, eight weeks, um, but we've actually won the stoppage clearances around the yeah. ground. And I think that's because we do actually... Um, add a bit more congestion and put more numbers around the stoppage in that situation. Mm. Yeah, I think we'll see Robbie play a fair bit in the midfield yet again. Yeah. And he can help in that area. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, after the game he played last week, I mean, he should almost be a full-time midfielder now anyway. Well, he pretty much has become that since halfway through the season. He's not really spent a lot of time up forward um, in the last sort of eight to ten weeks, I don't think. Um, no. I kind of feel sorry for, um, I know that guys like Wingard and Monfries have had an extreme amount of criticism over the last you know two months, but I do feel sorry for them in the role that they're forced to play. I think they're forced to play um, a bit of a role that's not really suited to either player, um, and it's really damaging what they're good at. And what they're both good at is running um, towards the ball, getting a break on their opponent and being able to mark inside 50 and either having a shot or finding space and being able to, to manoeuvre around them and, and find someone else inside 50. 
and they're not able to do that at the moment um, because we're forcing them to play up on a wing and running back with the flight of the ball. And I don't think either of them uh, all that good at that uh, at that style of play. Yeah, when was the last time Schulz took a chess mark on a, on a lead? Can hardly remember. Any when's when's the last time anyone did that? Yeah, <laughs> weeks. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. Win some of those centre clearances, and uh, we're just about there. And as long yeah. as we, you know, get all the basics right as well. Stop handballing at people's feet, or or just behind them, or kicking, you know, over the top of someone's head. We can just get those basic disposal skills up to scratch. And also, I think we're squibbing a bit sometimes because we're so exhausted chasing that we don't. We only do a half-hearted chase rather than you know go a hundred percent full, you know full force at the ball and the player, and you know so if they do fumble, they've got plenty of time to you know recover and get away with it. But if we were going full speed ahead, I think we could actually you know and ferociously tackle. I think we need to get back to doing some of those basics right, and yeah. it'll all just start clicking together. I think that's coming back, though. I mean, I watched the first half of the Sydney game again last night just because I wanted to watch the uh, the Franklin free kick over and over again. And uh, <laughs> our, our defensive masochist. pressure... Yeah, I am a masochist. And, uh, but our defensive pressure was definitely coming back in that game. Um, and, I mean, to go back to the forward delivery, I think we need to... Our midfielders need to be a little bit smarter with their delivery of the ball as well and, and maybe position it so the forward has to work a little bit more. We seem to just be taking the easy option, like when we do have the player running back towards goal, of just kicking it long, hoping they'll run onto it and get it and kick the goal. And, you know, one thing I watched with a few other games of the AFL on the weekend, a lot of teams are playing what we are, like pressing up high and then running back. Uh, but, you know, there was a perfect one with the Crows where the midfielder actually waited the kick. Even though Walker was running back towards the goals, they still waited the kick in front of him, so he actually had to turn back around, lose his appoint, uh, opponent, and actually still mark the ball on the lead. Whereas yeah. we don't seem to be having the courage and conviction to do that, and we're just bombing it long and hoping that our player gets there first. So we need a bit more smarts with the delivery, and we've, we've lost a little bit of that courage. You know, we spoke about going to the pockets and everything else. So in a way, I really hope the weather doesn't influence the game too much so as supporters we can we can sort of see that our our players are actually starting to get back to that proper offensive and efficient game plan with uh, with delivery. And I guess the other part that I'm interested in as well is, you know, our defensive uh, players have actually been fantastic. Why, why excuse my door, why um, Jackson's been out. And what I'm hoping for is uh, they can continue that. Do you guys think that uh, Gold Coast can stretch our defensive group this week? Well, it's a good segue. It's exactly what I was about to bring up is, you know, where does Jackson Trengove play this week? Do we start him up forward again or do we play him down back? They've obviously got their three tall forwards in the side in uh, in Tom Lynch, who's been in fantastic form all season, uh, Sam Day and also Charlie Dixon. Um, I think someone on the forum said that Josh Carr intimated on radio this evening that we can expect to see Trengove play up forward again. Um, but I'm not too sure if, if they're playing those three um, toll forwards up there, I'd much prefer um, Jackson to play down back. I think he'll go there for a little while at least. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he'll stay back as well. Yeah. I think I'd much prefer fun. Tommy Jonas to play on a on a Richard or a, a Timmy Sumner, someone like that, yeah. um, as opposed to have to, to play on a 199-centimetre monster again. 
But I wouldn't mind yeah. if, um, you know, occasionally both Lobie and he are in the forward line while the other's rucking, you know, not just being on the bench, but occasionally being up forward as well. Just so there is a bit of a get out kick just occasionally yep. straight down, you know, to the forward line or even to the goal square. Yeah. The other thing is I don't want to, I don't want to start flirting with his form either. You know, he's been good for us as a, as a key defensive player uh, with a, a part-time role in the ruck. And, uh, you know, we've seen a history of players where we, we've started to take them away from a set role and then flick them somewhere else. And, and uh, you know, and then the form can become a bit iffy. Um, I mean, he's a great player and he can probably adapt and do it anyway. But, uh, you know, but we do need that extra tall presence. So if it is for this yep. season that... He is filling that bit of a role, and our defensive group uh, is able to fill that void. Well, so be it. I mean, because I'd be a hypocrite if I said I didn't like it because I've been calling for him to come play centre half forward for us anyway. So, um, you know, yeah, I do, I do like like him up there just for, for his physicality and, the, and, that, and that marking presence. So, uh, I mean, you got Cam O'Shea, um, Alipati, Homsch. Um, yeah, and so yeah. Look, I mean, but it, with a 199 centimetre forward, you'd have to think that Jackson would probably have to be the uh, the key target there. But if there's monsoonal yeah. rains, I guess that might offset that uh, uh, need to to have that there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That we will. We shall. Mm-hmm. Well, look, do we see this as a danger game? How? frightened are we of this game because as I said earlier, Gold Coast they'll be gunning for a win, they really need to win. Every game's a danger game, Macca, you know that. This one is the most important game of the season now, isn't it? It is. No. I I do agree with that because I think if we lose this we we are absolutely 100% cooked. If we win we're still a big chance to uh, to turn the season back around and and make top four and and see what we can go from there. Yeah, but again we've got Fate against us, boys, um, in relation to weather. I mean, Collingwood, we've had illness. Last week, we had the friggin' top side who's in good form. And this week, we're going to probably have atrocious weather conditions, which, again, is not really going to give us reflective, um, pure reflective indications of where we are form-wise. So mm. it, it makes it really, really hard to judge. So, but last know, week was a, dress, a good dress rehearsal for this week. Absolutely. Yeah, a bit of rain, really tough opposition, you know, and a game <clears throat> of contests. So I think we should well, hold us in good stead. I think they just need a, a, a good solid win, you know, a good six okay. to eight goal win, um, comfortable, just to get the confidence back. It doesn't matter how it happens, just so long as it happens. If they do that, they'll get the confidence back. Well, I'll tell you sure. what, you don't, want to be, you don't want to be lacking confidence coming in the week after against Carlton because that's going to be no, no giving. No, absolutely. Uh, and, and what I hope is what Ford bangs on about, which Warren Treadray banged on about in the paper, and we bang on about as well, that if it is pissing down with rain, that we're not watching a game plan where we're still trying to play the same game plan in, from dry conditions in the wet. You yeah. know, everyone's right. We need to be playing just fast, kick it down the line or whatever, and just get the ball moving forward and be tough and hard around the contest and get the ball and move it forward again. If I, if I see us in monsoonal rain while you're trying to flick a 10-hand pass chain together, I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> we all will. If I had hair, I would probably pull it out as well. you got your chest hair. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, pull could, that out. We'll probably hear the squeals from 
you know, from the other side of Adelaide. Indeed. With Tango. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Where is Tango? We haven't had a Tango moment for a long time. Well, everyone's been well behaved. Haven't needed one. True. I've even, I've even brainwashed. I've even brainwashed the masses now that no one's really hanging shit on Jasper Pittard anymore. It's taken me nearly the whole season, but I've got there. I don't think that's you. That's Jasper. He's no, playing I'm taking, well. Yeah, Harold. You'll take he's, some credit. Yeah, he's playing well. But yeah, well, that's a key criteria for me: smart play in wet conditions. If that's what we're getting. Yeah, we need you know to play, you know, brutal contested football. Let's do that. Let's be let's be the attackers again. Let's not worry about being the hunted. You know, let's be the hunters. Let's do what to Gold Coast what everyone's been doing to us. Let them do the turnovers, and we'll kill them on the turnover. Coaches can't be that stubborn or dumb to try and keep the same game plan wet or dry. Surely. Um, I don't think our coaches are dumb. No, I don't think so either. I, I do. I do think they are trying to implement some things for you know not just this week or next week. It's for long term. You, know, you look at Geelong; they play the same game no matter what, and everyone knows what they're going to do, but they still win. So I, I can see that Ken's trying to do that. But you're right. We we got to go back to basics a bit and play some wet weather football hard contested football do that first and then and you know get our disposal efficiency up that's going to be a, make a huge difference as well and then kick the bloody goals when we've got an opportunity put on put on some scoreboard pressure uh, pressure that's what we have to do indeed well look let's uh let's jump to our four questions rick i'll start with you mate whose time is it to stand up this week Hmm, that's a tough one, mate. There's a there's a few areas where all players that could stand need to stand up. So, but this week I'm going to say the coaches. I want the coaches to stand up after just our recent conversation. I want to make sure that we see good strategies, good choices, sub, good teamwork from the players, which is going to come back from the coaches and the right game plan depending on the conditions. So. I do think the coaches in games have been a little bit outcoached at times over the last two months. So I want the coaches to stand up this week. Yep. Oh, I like that. Um, Harold, yourself? Uh, I think it's time to stand up any Port Adelaide player that has a set shot on goal. Oh, you know, good mm. In Very particular, good like Westhoff, Gray, Monfries, they're all shaky in front of the big sticks and... You know, whenever they're lining up for a set shot, my expect- expectation now is that they're going to miss, which is just wrong. I've I've gone to various training sessions throughout the year, and you know these guys now just about every set shot that they have. So it's not their technique that's the problem. They just seem to fold under the pressure in a game day situation, on, unless they're on the run or snapping a goal, where they can execute, you know, instinctively rather than dwell on the occasion. I know that psychology of goal kicking is a complex one, but you know, I just want our players who are shooting on goal to show some leadership and embrace the responsibility of drilling the goals, you know, to help establish and maintain scoreboard pressure. You know, it's football. You, That's what you have I, can hide, I can hijack this for one sec for you, Harold, as well, and say... Go for it. The, right. other thing I, the other thing I've noticed with our set shots over the last couple of weeks is 
is the chat actually trying to take too much responsibility over the last couple yeah. of weeks with some set shots? There, there seems it's to be some moments. Now. Yeah, there seems to be a couple of moments where he's tried to take the set shot and take the big moment instead of maybe trying to deliver it when it's maybe been out of his scope to actually deliver that. Yeah, when he had that big long shot, he did have an option. I can't even remember who it was. Someone was running towards Pollock. Free. Okay, yeah. He was Pollock last week. So I agree yeah. with that for sure. But yeah, when you're 30 metres out dead in front, just yeah. the goal. Nail it. Yeah. It's a great call, that one. I love that. We can't leave it up to the captain um, every week to kick the clutch goals. Um, for me, time to stand up, it's got to be the small forwards. Um, and that also comes down to the coaches as well. Um, I don't want them to get sucked up the ground. I want us to keep a traditional structure in place. Um, obviously, the midfield has a role to play there as well. Um, just so that we can have some legitimate options to kick to inside 50 um, and some actual leading options deeper forward as opposed to our players constantly having to mark um, you know, with the flight of the ball. Um, I don't want them to get sucked up the ground. Um, and I think if they do, that will play into Gold Coast hands again this week. Mm. Uh, the danger man, Rick. Who's it going to be? I'm going to take Bennell. He's been in good form this year and he's had a couple of match-winning performances. Uh, as you pointed out, he had a great game against us last year uh, up there. So uh, I really want us to keep some very close attention on him this week. Yep. Harold? Yeah, I thought Harley as well. You know, I think he kicked six against Geelong, didn't he, this year? That's he did, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bloody impressive being able to do that. Um, but obviously, you know, with Amira, Swallow, those guys, you think the, the conditions, if they are going to be wet, are going to really you know, be suited down to the ground for a David Swallow. So uh, I'm not sure. Who do you think that Kane Corns will go to? Can he go on a Swallow or something like that? Or Yeah, I, I would say either Swallow. I don't think he'll go to Pressier. Maybe Omira as well. That might be an option. It'd be interesting to see O'Meara, how he could handle a lockdown tag too, because I, I don't yeah. really see too much Gold Coast. Um, so, yeah, that'd, that'd be a good match-up. <clears throat> I don't think, um, you know, he might go to Bennell as well. I'm not sure he went to him last year. Um, we might see Kane have one of his games where he doesn't actually tag anyone and just um, goes for his own bowl. God help us. <laughs> he's been a little bit out of form when it comes to disposal delivery the last couple of weeks. Yes. Well, no time like the present to uh, turn that around. Uh, my Absolutely. danger man, I'm going to say uh, Benel as well. You know, he killed us last time with 28 touches and three goals. He's super quick, super skillful, can kick goals. As you said, Harold, he kicked six goals against Geelong in a match-winning performance. Um, he wins clearances. Uh, he's just about their most elite footballer they've got in their side um, with incredible X factor as well. Um, you know, he's had big games. He can turn it on. Let's hope he can't turn it on this week. He won't. Yeah. Turn it. Yep. And the key to winning, Rick. Key to winning is composure, smart delivery, which comes back to composure. Yep. Midfield structure, which comes back to composure. And just having composure. I want us to play smart football and compose football. I think that's our real, that's been our missing X factor for a bit. And I think we've lost that with our, our recent results as well. Um, so we've lo- lost a bit of confidence with a lot of those close losses. So 
let's get our composure back. Let's get our smarts back, and we should be able to pump out a nice win. And, and look, based on where our ladder position is in our previous form, we should be able to get a good win. Yep. Composure on the field, composure off the field. I like it. Uh, Harold, yourself? No, I agree with all of that. I think that's really good. Like I said, um, mm. I want us to really attack the opposition, tackle ferociously. Um yeah, and concentrate on each and every contest, you know, make that the most important contest, not worry about, you know, what's going to happen three, you know, passages of the play down, I don't know what I'm trying to say, just concentrate on the moment, get the moment right, and if that doesn't go right, just keep attacking, keep giving us uh, our all, and I want us to clean up our disposal efficiency. I think if we do that, you know, have constructive handballs and kicks, to favour our players in contested situations, I think we'll win. Yep. I like that as well. For me, the key to winning is clean entries inside 50. We've spoken about it quite a bit this podcast already, um, but it all comes down to the midfield battle. I think we should be able to win the midfield um, with Loby going up against a young ruckman in, in Gorringe. I think uh, clearance winners are better, uh, contested football winners are better. Um, we've got better run on the outside. Um, if our midfield can win their battle, that makes it so much easier for our forwards to play um, a normal style of game. Um, you know, I think we should be able to win the midfield. We should be able to win in defence um, to keep them to what shouldn't be a winnable score. So it all comes down to that forward line and you know, clean entries inside 50 is something that has really cost us um, over our losing stretch the last few weeks. Um, and it all comes down to the, whether we can actually get enough genuine chances at goal um, that we won't stuff up. So as you said, Rick, again, you know, it comes down to composure. It does. And it will. And it will happen. We'll be composed. That's it. So much composure. I'm composed. So am I. <laughs> Very composed. <laughs> For now. For now, anyway. Yes. Now, prediction. Who's going to win? Well, top four is on the line because I'm expecting Hawthorne to beat Freo. So we can get back into the four. So I'm going to say Port and I'm hoping by 32 points. Good stuff. Harold? Yeah, as long as our team isn't hit with a bout of Asian bird flu or some such exotic disease, I think we should win it. Um, So I reckon about a three-goal win. Yep, I like that as well. So long as we don't get a bowl of virus, I think we should win by 47 points. Nice. Well, swine flu is going through Adelaide at the moment, and we've been pretty unlucky. Don't tempt fate. Yeah, Rick. stop it, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> cheer, cheer the black and the white. Honour the magpies day and by night. Live that Let's move on and talk about the SANFL. It's Port versus Norwood. Uh, the old crew there at Alberton this Sunday. Uh, last time we met, it was in round one with a disappointing start to the season where we lost by 19 points um, on that Thursday night, I think it was, um, at the parade. Um, it's one versus two. It should be a ripper. Hopefully a massive crowd at Alberton. Um, can we find our form back? I certainly hope so. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> uh, the thing well, is, you know, we win this, uh, we've got the minor premiership wrapped up. Because I expect uh, both Port and Nord to win their last minor round games against um, what is it, Glenelg and Adelaide, respectively. So, yep. it's a very important game. 
It is. And look, Norwood's in fantastic form. They've won seven of their last eight. We've lost four of our last six. Um, so we might be up against it. Good inclusions back in the league team, though. Very good. Yep. It's yeah, great to see Johnny Butcher back. I honestly wasn't expecting to see him again this year with, uh, with the viral meningitis. So um, it's great to have him back in the side and hopefully he can have a big game. Yeah, it looked dire for a while there, so that is great news. Mm. And Cleary's back, and there you go. No, I think the uh, the two midfield uh, inclusions there in, in Young and Mitchell are going to be crucial um, to our sort of victory hopes on the weekend. I think they're both high-class um, SANFL players, um, and you would expect them to be amongst the best on the ground. Paul Stewart's back as well, isn't he? Uh, I think he played last week, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Well, so, certainly I mean, at the pretty, start, Will. It's a strong side again, isn't it? Oh, it is. You know, we've got our three tolls back um, up forward, Butcher, Harvey and Shaw. Um, you know, we've we've started to get those players back that have missed a lot of footy um, this year. So um, I think we're pretty well playing as good a side as we can possibly have out there at the moment, um, outside mm-hmm. of the long-term injuries. Yes, um, I mean, I, th- I think we'll match them pretty well, you know, around the ground. It's only the ruck, really. You know, I think uh, Balderstone will probably kill us in the ruck, so, but we'll be yep. competitive everywhere else. And I was going to say before, we have to start well. You know, we saw what happened against Centrals last week, playing catch-up all game, and Nord kicked eight goals against, you know, in the first quarter against West last week, so they're good starters. Yeah. And look, that's something that was uh, that we were certainly known for um, up until mm. probably, you know, five or six weeks ago is that we used to storm out of the blocks and, you know, kick the first five, six or seven goals of the game and then, you know, force the other team to uh, to expel all their in- energy in, uh, in coming back into the contest. But, you know, things have turned around and in the last sort of four or five weeks, it's been us that have had to, um, you know, really work hard to get back into the contest. Yeah, it's amazing what injuries can do, isn't it? Across mm. the uh, the two teams, across the club, I think that's mm. really brought us back to the field for sure. Yep. Well, I'm hoping our uh, our player sponsor can back up another big game. I was really impressed with the with the numbers and the apparent influence he had in the game. So hopefully Archie can uh, keep chugging along, uh, finishing off the season strong, and uh, he'll probably get another uh, another contract. I'd say. I think he's guaranteed it just about. He has, you know, unless there's a huge drop-off, he's been really good this year. There's been big question marks over him, you know, before that, but the second half this year has been very consistent. Yep. He's played roles and he's, you know, picking up those possessions and he has got a bit of X Factor himself, Brendan. He's kind of followed the same development path as Benny Newton um, in his third year last year where he sort of started slowly and you thought, God, is he going to make it, you know, mm-hmm. He might get delisted here, and then he just went bang halfway through the season. I don't know if he got a rocket from the coaches, but um, both Newton and uh, Archie turned their form around halfway through the year. And look, Archie hasn't really looked back um, in the last seven or eight weeks, and you know he's been one of our best players in the team on a consistent basis in that time. Do you reckon we'll get another forty disposal game from Tommy Logan? He was a bit unlucky not forcing his way in after a game like that, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it is unlucky, but, you know, defence at AFL yeah, level no, is, is pretty solid and pretty hard to break into, especially with uh, Impey not able to get back in as well. So. Yeah, there's the making, there's, it's going to be a really good game. You guys going on Sunday? 
I'll be there. I've got my mother-in-law's birthday, so probably not. <laughs> That's that. That means, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's yeah, my um, one and only day off, and I need to do some work around the house. Mm. So um, uh, more vacuuming and uh, getting out with the sheep and making sure they're okay. It's interesting that when we had Jackson on the other week. He, uh, he, I got the impression that um, it's not all uh, doom and gloom for maybe Butcher to come back for finals in the, the senior side. So if he can really push his claim towards the end of the year, um, you know, maybe he could sneak back as that third toll for the power. Don't know if it's possible or not, but uh, that was the vibe that I got from Jackson. He believes in him, doesn't he? Which he does. Which it's good. in himself as much as that. Yep. Mm. As I said on the forum, fix the ball drop, fix the kick. Simple yeah. as that. And that's, Harold, will be good to get your insights after the game because um, with that infamous kick from a couple of weeks ago, I really thought uh, you could really see that he's, he's trying a different action. So it'll be good to get your opinion. Please share it on the forum if you do think you can see uh, if there is a bit of a difference in his action um, uh, this week with his goal kicking, because I reckon he is trying something different now. Yeah, it's been different every week, just about. That's the part of the mm-hmm. problem, I think. Yeah. But I'll, uh, yeah. I'll observe closely. Yes, take photos. I'm a, <laughs> I won't be doing that. <laughs> We've got, uh, you know, John will be there, or there'll be a few of the guys there taking photos for sure. Nice. So what, who do you think is going to win? Oh, look, I would hope Port Adelaide win uh, at home at Alberton against the old foe. Um, I would hope Port Adelaide get up by, you know, five or six goals. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real close one, actually. Hmm. I think it would be good to make a bit of a statement and win by, you know, a, a decent enough margin. Um, oh, I'd love that. fear back into the rest of the competition again. Have them squealing again. That would be beautiful. Mm. Yes. Calling us cheap how unfair it all is. Especially the salary cap cheats. Great to use them Which ones? Mm. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, we might, uh, we might leave it here for this week. Sounds like a plan. That's it. Harold, thanks for coming on uh, again, thanks, buddy. Gentlemen. It's yes. been an absolute pleasure. Well, yeah, always is. Thank you. Until next time, go Port Adelaide. Carport. Spears inside 50. Schultz comes hard. Flicks it out. Bokes. Get It'd be appropriate. The captain. That is gold class. <laughs> Leadership agrees with Travis Boke. He's better than ever.